This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Hi, I'm Fiona Murray. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? Um, my primary role, I'd say, would be more as a competitor. Mm. I'm just recently getting into choreographing and teaching, but yeah, mm. I'm more known in the comp- competition scene than the social worlds. What does that entail, this uh, competition in line dance? So competition would have been where we would have went to gather, trying to impress judges with our style, our, um, our kind of, I guess, expression to music, how we see it, how we visualize it. Um, in the beginning, that's how it kind of started out. But now it's gone into a different kind of path where it's become more technical and a lot more training <laughs> involved, stamina involved, um, discipline involved. Um, it's still fun, but it's gone down a different kind of path now. But um, yeah, it would have been where a lot of choreographers would have started out actually is in the competition scene, mm. entering the choreography division and going up against other people who had made choreographies and seeing which choreography was going to come out on top. Mm. and then taking their dances on from there. Um, and then they would have made it into the social worlds then. Mm. So along with the social worlds, the competition worlds coincide. Mm. So they both, they rely on each other, I think. Okay. What choreography of yours might people recognize? Oh, um, maybe One Reason or Shape of Me, Shape of You. <laughs> um I don't know if anybody will know the last word now, but yeah. Normally now when you see Roy's name, you'll see my name. And which Roy is that? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, Roy Hadisubroto. Hmm. So we've started choreographing more dances together than uh, sololy hmm. or singularly. <laughs> and what, uh, what is it that, that you each bring to that process, would you say? I guess like Roy has a lot of experience. He's been in the line dance world for a very long time. He's seen a lot of things, gained a lot of knowledge. So with that, he has brought like his own kind of style into it as well, his own style of funk and um, yeah, uniqueness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like we like we like to be different when we're creating choreographies, trying to think outside of the box what would be fun to do, what would be nice to see. Mm. And, yeah, you don't want to dance the same steps all the time to every single dance. So it's just kind of creating something different, something new. Mm. Whereas my style was definitely more into footwork, Mm. seeing as I used to be an Irish dancer. So, um, yeah, I'm more into feet rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas he's into body rhythm hmm. but he's got such a good ear so everything in his choreography has to hit something you can't leave a beat out hmm. so yeah it's an interesting um, partnership <laughs> how do you make a choreographic partnership work because each person you know could get attached to the steps they come up with for people who do have uh, choreography partners, what are some tips that you guys have found that really smooth out the process? 
Well, I guess it depends in what kind of way you choreograph. Like um, for me and Roy, we tend to switch on the music, dance, literally like nobody's watching, <laughs> and see what we come up with, what we feel like we want to do on the music and how we can incorporate it in then. You know, at times um, Roy's got a complex mind, so he can just go so far and make it very, very hard and, you know, that way I'm a good support for him I guess that um, I can help remind him that we should make it slightly easier get some steps that people recognize in there and you know same vice versa sometimes I go in a different direction and he thinks maybe that's not maybe what we should do or maybe to incorporate what I am doing into another part of the music you know um it's more about supporting each other i think mm -hmm. you know um supporting each other's ideas and when you get you know like it happens to us as well where you get stuck in a mode where you're just doing the same steps over and over again um especially late at night if you're making late night choreographies mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah. You can get into the same mode where you're just doing the one step over and over again and then sooner or later you realize you have the same step about five or six times in the one dance. And I think the best thing is to just take a break at that stage because mm. you're not going to come out of that mode. So just take a break, relax, and then come back to it later, you know, when you've chilled and, you know, done something else, mm -hmm. you know, went and had a cup of tea, go watch a movie, whatever just to chill, take your mind off it um, and come back to it later. But yeah, I think the biggest thing for partnerships and choreographies is taking the time to support one another. Listening to one another is a big, big thing. You know, you have to listen to each other's ideas and before you knock it, you need to try it out for yourself. Mm. You know, in the beginning I was like, no, no, we can't, we can't do something like that. But Before you say no, you have to try it because there is going to be that one time where it does work. <laughs> you just need to try it before you, before you say no. So I think that's a big thing. Listening, trying it out, supporting one another. It's, it's a big thing when you're co-choreographing together. And especially if you're doing it quite a lot of the time together. So in order to keep the relationship good. As somebody who's in both the competition world and the social world, if there were a message that you could put out to both of them, to everyone in all of Lion Dance, what's something that you would like to put out there? Almost like a giant billboard that everyone could see. Oh. <laughs> well, like, for me and Roy especially, you know, like, what, um, in our early childhood and different things that we used to do, we would have got referred to as maybe being weird. I used to be get called a neat freak at school and things like that there. And he would be referred to at school as like the weird kid or something like that. And as I was growing up, I kind of came across um, a message from someone. I can't even remember who it was, but it was just like something they said and it just made me think of, okay, Well, I'm not weird, I'm unique. Mm. So now Roy won't let me let go of that phrase. <laughs> so it's kind of become like my kind of, yeah, motto to dare to be unique. It's just you have to um, 
go with what you feel like Roy always says like dance like nobody's watching and I know for some people that requires a lot of confidence in the social world and in the competition world because in the competition world you just want to impress but whether you have the courage and confidence to do that and in the social world you know not a lot of people do arm movements they're too afraid to and some people don't even like it that's okay but if you want to do something else and branch out in a different way I think it's really important to do that because dance it doesn't stop it keeps on developing and if we don't develop then dance doesn't develop it stays the same and that's what I like about everybody from like say Roy's generation the generation before him they like keep it moving in another direction um like he is his funk you know um Guyton had his like hip-hop style of the way he did things and in the competition world like we had other guys um who brought it in another way like he had Tom Mickish who went and like, he learned how to do Latin and things like that there so it brought another aspect in and you know you've got so many influential figures from that competition world who also came into the social world like even Roy Verdunk um, he brings in his like kind of funny entertainment style and you know you met a few of them like this week Rob I and Dawn Robinson and you know even Joe Thompson she brings her elegance and you know I think it's just you have to dance for yourself like even in the competition world it's really important not to get lost in the competition the whole setup of it because sometimes it can take you on a whirlwind journey but then at one point at some point you will lose that fun element you had in the beginning so for me i think it's really important to perform for an audience when you're in competition you know just get them involved connect with them and have fun then and in the social side i just think you know we dance so many dances and our parties go on so late at night you just can't get up and dance a dance you have to have fun doing it you know we have a party night like really um each each night of the weekend when we're at events so you really just have to dare yourself to do things that are different and don't be afraid of what people might think of you for doing them like um because you don't know who's watching you and you don't know what they're thinking and just one person sitting there they just might be in awe of you and just totally admire you for what it is you're doing on the floor and yeah they will enjoy watching you as well so i think it's really important to just do what you feel don't lose that essence of having fun or getting too serious you know things like that there you know um I think that's the most important thing not to lose the essence of having fun otherwise it's not worth doing. Mm-hmm. I want to be sure that Megan is able to ask any questions that she would like to add in. I'm going to move the microphone a little closer to her. Oh. Her face, but looks like Here. we're going to This might be easier. Right we didn't hear any clicks in the audio. Um, so there, I have a few questions. Um, one of them was how old did you start dancing? I started dancing first when I was six. So I started off with Irish dancing first. 
and then I started line dancing soon after that. So I'm now 26. Wow. So, yeah, I've been dancing for quite a while. <laughs> and then how long have you been competing? Competing? Okay. Um, that's a good question. My math only goes up to eight, and then it goes back to one again. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been competing since 2001. Okay. So now that it's 2018, 18, yeah, world's so 26. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, about 17 years almost. Um, uh, do you guys train anybody um, on the off hours that you're not competing? Do you take on students or do you just really focus on what you can accomplish? Um, well, like for Roy, Roy's full time job is a dance teacher. That's all he does. He lives and breathes dance. For me, I like to say I have a real-life job. <laughs> um, I have a normal day job as well, and I'm, like, part-time in this world. I'm part-time, you know, working in the outside world as well. Um, but, yeah, at home we have lessons each day. Okay. And on weekends we travel with a mix of being in the social world and a mix of being in the competition world so there is a lot of weekends where we travel to competitions or we travel to different places for competition training which is just flat out training for all weekend or private lessons or things like that there so we actually do have a a lot of students which we would train for competition as well yeah nice. Um, you may have already answered it in one of your previous um, answers, but I'm personally curious about what kind of advice you'd give to someone who's just starting the competition world. Um, if you're starting the competition world, I would say, one, build up your experience because, first of all, getting on the floor is a nerve-wracking thing because you're not social dancing anymore. All of a sudden, you are performing. And that step can be huge for some people, depending on your confidence level, self-esteem or whatever. Um, and just once you, get, once you get across that step, then everything else will soon fall into place. But... Um, one first competition go out and you just have a ball you just enjoy it go crazy do whatever it is you want to do don't care about the rules whatever <laughs> um just see how the feeling is and then you can gain experience from that one moment because experience can be the key for everything um after that yeah then you start going and you start cleaning up your dancing start uh learning more about what it is you're doing because next to experience is knowledge yeah so i would go and open up your knowledge for the dance styles that you're about to do in the competition world so um whatever dances it may be in whatever organization that you choose to go into it's learn the dances that you're going to do learn where they come from a little bit about them that that can all make logical sense then afterwards once you find out where they're coming from you'll find out why you're dancing them in a certain way why the music is a certain way okay um yeah because musicality is very important too um learning how to use the music in order to perform um 
and then your technique and all will come in with that knowledge because the next thing is learning your technique along with that and then doing your technique along with performing it but that's why I say having fun is basically down down to that point you know you have to be, keep having fun even though you're learning some serious things like you're you're gaining knowledge you're gaining experience but it's not worth it if it's not fun you know True. like i'm quite a disciplined person um structured and things like that there so for me i like to put in dedication and hard work so for me i still find it fun but once you lose that element it's not worth doing you need to take a break okay so it's happened to me where i've lost that element at times so yeah i took a break and then this week was my first week where i went back out like in a competition like this you know mm. um i was in masters during the year and it was amazing as well you know in the winter gardens and then i came here so yeah maybe it's my second week if you count it like that mm-hmm. but um at a world championships a grand event things like that there then i i have the fun for it again so i don't really care what the outcome is mm-hmm. whether win lose or draw you'll still be satisfied you'll still have a satisfaction feeling because you've had fun you really enjoyed it you you were in the moment you felt that atmosphere in the room yeah i kind of i wait for that moment because i normally get goosebumps Yeah. I right, well I have one last uh question before I hand this back to Chris. Um kind of a personal question. Yeah. What is your guilty pleasure? So outside of <laughs> dance, do you like binge watch movies? Do you go for runs? Oh do you like are you a foodie and have to try everything? I don't know. I'd have to ask Roy what my what he thinks my guilty pleasure is. Um at the moment i think it's laziness to be honest <laughs> um you know i enjoy my days where i have time off and because at one stage i was working 7 days a week with this so i really enjoy my days off where i'm at home and i just do nothing just nothing you know because your mind's always on the go no matter if you're at like a competition you're not even judging you you are judging the dance floor all of a sudden um if you know you're at a social event and you're performing you know you're giving it your all as if you were on the competition floor just in order to entertain people and just walking into a room you know we just want to make people happy when we're at events um and make sure they have a good time with us you know so when we're at home that's like kind of our downtime and i think lately it's just that i do nothing <laughs> so lying up on the couch watching movies getting takeaways <laughs> um yeah and just you know like even though roy and i we spend a lot of time together um it's for work related reasons you know it's not down to us being in a relationship or anything like that so when we're at home that's our time which is very precious because there's not very much of it you know that we just we hang out together so actually one thing is what we do now that i think of it when we hang out together 
we have games nights mm. where we sit and we game. Roy is like a massive gamer. So that's kind of where my Harley Quinn inspiration came from. Um, yeah, he's got his Xbox 360, his Xbox One, his Xbox new one is Xbox One S or something like that, small one, and his PlayStation 4. So, And he, co- he likes to collect games. So we have a games night. And sometimes like we invite our friends over. So we have a games night with friends as well. So that's, I guess that's my guilty pleasure. It's just being lazy. Mm. In your pajamas, playing games, right. eating good food. <laughs> all right, last one and a half questions for you before you all head out to dinner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to know some classics. I definitely saw you doing Do Your Thing and The Beast while we yeah. were here in the social room. <laughs> What are some classics that like just light you up whenever you hear them at an event, whether in the States or, or abroad? Oh. Uh, what, what are some dances that uh, maybe we should even bring back? And then after that, I've got one more question for you. Oh, you know, dance names of dances I'm really not good with. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of old classic dances. There's too many. Mm-hmm. Um, what I say? I love Have Fun Go Mad. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Swingin' Ours. Mm. Oh. Um, what other old classics is there that we could bring back? Um, there's The Beast. There's Cowboy Up. Mm. Yeah. There's Swingin' Chains. Isn't it Swingin' Chains? Oh, yeah. Swing Your Chains? Swing Your Chains. Mm-hmm. Um have to name an Irish one, Pot of Gold. Mm. <laughs> um, what else is there? Oh, um, Switchblade. Mm. Um, what else is there? Um, you can talk, it's fine. Oh, right. oh I need Roy's help because Roy's the, the one mic. who knows the name of the dancers. I'll hold Rompin' Stompin'. Oh, I love Rompin' Stompin'. <laughs> Everybody's jumping. Yeah, yeah. I love rumping, stomping. Those were one of my comp- used to be my competition dance, but it used to be like um, jukebox. Jukebox, oh. yeah. So Beethoven's Robert Boogie. Royston's yes. dance, Joe Thompson's dances, Pedro Machado, Cha Cha Loco. Cha Loco. Yes. Yeah. Those are like the really good one. Easy, fun, but timeless. And those are dances that are timeless that you actually can dance nowadays. I find like that the dancers are actually you know come and go. Yeah, there's too many dances out right now. Yeah. And that's where, like, some dancers that do have the ability to stay, they get kind of lost in the crowd of dancers that are out now. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's hard to make a dance which which stays timeless. And yeah. dances, like, back in the days, like, even Islands in the Stream, and I know it's, yeah. like, an old dance, but that's even a dance that stayed for so long. Like, even if you come in and you go, like, let's do Islands in the Stream, it's... Everybody, the, fr- the floor will be packed. Funky Cha, Barry Duran's dance. Yes. It's a really good dance. Yeah. Um, can name so many dances, though. What was the one? Pina Colada. Oh, Pina Colada Cha. Pina Colada Cha. Yes. It yeah. was nice, too. Um, I've got so many going through my head right now. It's immense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but timeless dances are very hard, actually, like, to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
as well as like music wise it needs to be nice it needs to be sorted um, as well as a song you know like a movie a movie that is timeless watching it and I'm just going to say like for example Friends watching the series you can watch it now and you can watch it like in about 10 years you can watch it again yeah, but if you're good. and still be good like the jokes are timeless uh, the, the comedy is timeless sometimes you have comedy that you see now you cannot see it in about like 10 years because you don't know you, it's it, it happened in that era and you have to understand that era yeah. but uh, like these dances as well is you can do it anywhere anytime yeah. any moment yeah. you know with everybody like whether you're in the higher division advanced or like when you're like a more professional dancer or when you're a beginner anybody yeah. can do this and you know there are the dances that you asked me like um what is the kind of advice that I would give to people in the social world or competition world? They're the kind of dances that you can really have fun with, you know, because the music is, one, very good, you know. Um, you can't help but love the music and sing along to it. And the steps are simple, but each one of them are different to their own to their own time, you know, um, as well. Yeah. But you can really, I get lost in those type of dances. That yeah, you just want to have fun. Yeah, that's when you want to like break out, do your own thing, just do what you feel. Yeah, and I went um, just to have like a, I went one time to an event and they were like asking, can you teach a dance? I said like an easy dance, and I was like, okay, I didn't have any extra music with me, so I came in and said like uh, it was a it was a. Um, country country group and once I came in I said like okay I will teach a dance I got a I got a song and I actually taught the swamp thing that is right old. now the swamp thing <laughs> is a dance from Max Perry and I taught it and everybody thought because it's timeless people thought wow is this a new dance it's super yeah. easy yeah. everybody can do it and I said like no I said like it's from uh, 1996 <laughs> and everybody was like yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it is it is crazy that like a dance like that is still going and do really well in this time of the year. So um, that's why I said like a timeless dance is so hard, but once you have it, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need dances like that again. Yeah. So we do. And this brings me to my final question before you all get going for the evening. What dance would you recommend everyone go out and learn right now of all time <laughs> it can be new it can be new it can be old it can be yours it can be someone else's oh that's hard that's really hard I don't want to be selfish and say one of my own to be honest Let's go right ahead <laughs> but like at the moment like Roy and I choreographed a dance called The Last Word mm. and for me, I have an emotional attachment to it at the moment, so I'm, I love the dance. The dance is quite simple. There's just one syncopation in it, as far as I, yeah, there's only one syncopation in it. It's a little bit fast. Um, there's one tag in it. It's only two walls. You work with one diagonal and one front um, on it's got some arm movements, but like when you hear the song and you do the arm movements together in the song, it all makes sense. Um, but it's like, it's a dance 
that I can I can literally close my eyes and dance and sing along with and really get lost in because the music is really emotional and even if you just don't even learn the dance just play the music because <laughs> the music is so 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 good um, we we choreographed it actually for dedication for Guyton's last event but then yeah for me the um, the attachment to it kind of changed after the event when I lost a uh, um, a friend in a car accident so then the emotion towards the song also changes then um, but you kind of can pick out your own story to it um, yeah I I really like that song and that's one thing that I've like come to notice even though it has arm movements it's really hard to look bad dancing that dance I think <laughs> mm. I think everybody that I've seen dance it at the moment looks really good dancing it and that is kind of fun to see when you're standing at the top of the class and you see everybody behind you dancing it and everybody just looks really, really good um, and are really going for it, you know, with their own emotion, their own intent and their own visualisation of what they hear. Um, I would say that dance for the moment is my favourite. And what was dance. the name of it again? It's called The Last Word. Choreographed by... Roy Hadisbroto and Fiona Murray. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us here at UCWDC Worlds in Burlingame, California, San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. This is a, an interview that I had been looking forward to for a very long time, and I'm glad that yeah. we finally got to do it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, well, on, on behalf of Megan and myself here on Line Dance Podcast, uh, we will, until next time, see, see you, you on, on the, the dance floor. floor.